Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This is Make It Kind. Make It Kind. M.I.P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Kind. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, a dear friend, a very, very special guest in studio. And as I've said before, um, you know, when someone in his field and with his expertise uh, uses it for good and for justice, uh, it's a great thing. Uh, there are not very many moments uh, in history where, you know, let's say an, an, an activist like myself would connect with someone in the intelligence community. But the fact of the matter is the civil rights movement fought for all of us to be visible in all places. So we should want a brother <laughs> like this in the intelligence community. Um, who can stand up for the right things and even defend some of our principles and represent us. I think the old folks just used to say, uh, be a credit uh, to us, as a matter of fact. So that's what he's doing. And he has certainly uh, acquitted himself well, uh, perhaps more than anyone else uh, who's a veteran intelligence professional uh, when it comes to all of the issues that we're dealing with in terms of this administration. He was saying early on that... There was a plot to undermine the election in 2016. He saw it. He did all the research. And everyone should have listened. He's out with his brand new book, The Plot to Betray America. Malcolm Nance is here, New York Times bestselling author, my brother. Thank you. Thank you for stopping it's in. Nice to, see to be us. here. It's always a pleasure to have you. So let's get right into the nitty-gritty of what's going on now. We are in the midst of impeachment hearings. They have begun. Right. This particular uh, impeachment inquiry centers on the Ukraine. Right. Um, what is the relationship between Russia and the Ukraine? And based upon Trump's relationship with Russia, what's the incentive for him to mess with the Ukraine the way he has? Well, you, you have to go back in history a little bit because, you know, there was a, a, a nation called the Soviet Union, which right. took power in 1917. 
and until 1989, uh, they held uh, all the parts of uh, of Russia, of what could be called modern Russia, and the Eastern European nations and uh, Central Europe, uh, Central Asian nations together in a conglomeration called the Warsaw Pact. Right? You had the Soviet Union, and the Ukraine was a sort of a a uh, an oblast, right? A, a state of the the Soviet Union. Uh, but Ukraine was not always a Russian fiefdom, right? And when uh, the Soviet Union collapsed, the people of Ukraine, who saw that they had a distinct cultural affinity, they wanted to align themselves not with Russia, but with the West. And they wanted all the trappings of the West. They wanted cars. They wanted money. They mm-hmm. wanted capitalist system. Uh, and by 19, I'm sorry, 2012, it was pretty clear that the pro-Moscow government, uh, the Yanukovych government, was pushing Ukraine back into the the sphere of Vladimir Putin's Russia, which was becoming an autocratic sort of dictatorship. Right. And they didn't want that. The people wanted to align themselves with the European Union. And they wanted, as their protection against Russia, they wanted to join NATO. And so Ukraine was working in alliance with the West against Russia. Russia's worldview from Vladimir Putin, a former communist, lifelong communist, career KGB officer, okay, was that when the Soviet Union collapsed and Russia became a capitalist country, uh, many people felt upset that the, that the, the, the centralization uh, and dictatorial powers of the Soviet Union also went away. It's where you had to make your own way. You had to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. And many people didn't appreciate that. They didn't want communism, but they wanted something which met the Russian mindset, the framework of Russia. Vladimir Putin understood this because he's a career intelligence officer. Uh, you know, he helped liquidate the city of St. Petersburg, which made him a billionaire. He brought the mafia under control, right, so that the mafia would do his bidding and they would get their cut no matter what they did, right? And in Russia, the mafia, the criminal class is a professional class of people. It'd be like every person in U.S. prisons all being sworn to uphold a mafia law, (laughs) right? I mean, it is not a joke. You got to get tattooed, right? You are a marked person. There, even and even more so than the mafia here. Yeah, you're a lifelong crip. Mafia here is nothing like the Russian mafia. Wow. You know, this is just the stuff that happened here <laughs> popped up out of, you know, popped up out of old structures, you know, and was like piddly things. The mafia in Russia is now a state asset to where, you know, and this is what Putin did. He used the KGB, ex-KGB, to bring them under control. So, you know, you wake up, you have a KGB assassination team wiping you out, not your fellow criminals. It's a little hard to, you know, stand away from the state. So Putin, you know, brought them under control, which allowed them to make a lot of money. It allowed a lot of businessmen to make money. Because you remember, they liquidated everything from ladders to skyscrapers to fighter jets to every living domicile in the city of St. Petersburg was state-controlled. So they just printed up a bunch of of deeds and sold those deeds to people who had money. Mm -hmm. And then those became legally 
the assets of whoever bought them. So if you bought a 24-story skyscraper for $10,000, $100,000, that was yours to resell for five, 10, 15, $20 million to investors from the West or investors in Russia. Wow. Enormous, billions upon billions upon billions of dollars from subway trains to fighter jets were being sold off. It was a fire sale where everything in Russia was sold. Putin bought all of this under control and under the control of the national leader, the state, using his spy methodologies and his spy agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ukraine, wanting to align itself with the West, is now crossing this man. And his vision, uh, as Putin himself said it, the collapse of the Soviet Union was the greatest, uh, what was the word, greatest tragedy of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Not the Holocaust. Not Stalin's mass purges where he killed millions upon millions of his own followers and put them off in the gulags. No, the collapse of that system. And Putin wasn't talking about communism. It was the rigidity of a centralized state. So Putin remade Russia in the mold of the, of the old oligarch, Tsar Nicholas I, whose motto was nationality, orthodoxy, autocracy, okay. which means being ruled by the czars, faith in the Russian Orthodox Church, and being a loyal nationalist to the system they established. Putin has transformed that into orthodoxy, autocracy, nationality, and oligarchy, to where there is a ruling money class of which all money descends down, but he, as an autocrat, determines who they are, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so he did it. When he became president, if you criticized him, he took all of your assets and seized them for the state and stole them off. Or he got his oligarch buddies to buy you out at pennies on a dollar, and then you were then, they seized the pennies that you were left with. And he did that to many, many people to the point where he knew that people were going to comply with him. When the Ukraine decided they didn't want to be part of the system, and to their fault, they made the error of giving the United States all of their atomic bombs that were left over at the end of the Cold War. And by doing that, Russia now had an upper hand to where they could dictate what would happen to them. They had a pro-Moscow government. It was overthrown in a popular street-level uprising called the Maidan Movement in 2013, and a pro-Western government came in. But when you think about Ukraine, think about it this way from this point onward. There was a pro-Moscow oligarchy that was being advised by a guy by the name of Paul Manafort. And he was being paid millions of dollars under the table to destabilize the pro-Western Ukrainian political parties and NATO-supporting political parties in the interest of Moscow. Mm -hmm. Moscow came out and invaded outright and took Crimea. Then they start an insurgency amongst the Russian-speaking districts of Ukraine. But their real goal is to take back all of Ukraine and make it back into the Russian sphere. And what you're seeing with Donald Trump is him using American political power to get his own way, to damage, you know, his number one opponent, but also to damage Ukraine by not giving them the weapons we promised them. Let me tell you something about the Javelin missiles. Those are what we call deal-breaker weapon systems. You invade with your tanks, those weapons are pointed at them, get a picture, press the button, 
They fly on their own and they will destroy Russian tanks. Mm. And Ukraine having them would blunt any further offensives. It would also give them an advantage because Russia's just giving tanks to these insurgents and the Ukrainian army could just go in there and start systematically wiping out their hard points and positions. This is the most advanced anti-tank weapon system the U.S. government has. Trump understands that Putin does not want this, but he also sees an opportunity to extort and blackmail the government of Ukraine to get something he needs that Putin won't mind because it will keep him in power doing Putin's bidding. Um, Circuitous story, but it would, you have to know history. No, 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 no. That, and, 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 and that's important to understand. Why, I mean, but hearing you say that, though, I mean, Ukraine sounds like it's in between a rock and a hard place because they're dealing with a bad faith negotiator in terms of Trump. They must know Trump's relationship with Putin, if you and I know it. Yeah, and, and that fascinates me because I was quite surprised at how, compl- how complicit Zelensky was ready to be. Zelensky, by the way, was a comedian yeah. who played a politician who uh, who was, uh, you know, dishonest on television in order to mock the oligarchic class. And he got elected to power. Mm-hmm. But he Im- immediately started complying to Trump with Trump. There's been quite a backlash in Ukraine about this guy because mm-hmm. many people didn't really know whether he was pro-Moscow or pro-Ukraine or whatever. Now... Getting a meeting with Trump and getting the, you know, and uh, being ready to put your state prosecutor out there to giving these weapons, you know, doing whatever to get these weapons when, you know, people in your own Ministry of Defense are telling you, hey, you piss this guy off and Trump loses, you will never get anything from the United States if you participate in this scam. Right. Yeah. So Zelensky was, let me put it this way. He wasn't between a rock and a hard place. He was between two criminal enterprises. I see. He was yeah. between Vladimir Putin, who was more than willing to kill Ukrainian soldiers. In fact, 24 have died in combat since the time Trump held up those weapons. Mm. Right. Died in direct combat with yeah. Russian forces. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Donald Trump, who is a continuing criminal enterprise. Right. This is a guy who does things only for himself. So this is the environment that the Zelensky government found itself in. Uh, And it appeared that Zelensky was ready to smear Joe Biden, you know, which would have been interesting if he wins the election. You know, the Zelensky government would have to fall because it would prove that it was corrupt. Yeah, yeah. Um, He was prepared to go ahead and do what Trump asked. um, and, And that's scary. But now there's also another part of this. Trump doesn't he have some reason to believe or he's been convinced that the Ukraine has the DNC or the Hillary Clinton service? Oh, my God. I mean, because where does that, (laughs) where did that idea come from? Okay, so a conspiracy theory that about the time that I launched my, my last book, Plot to Destroy Democracy, which was a very deep dive into Putin's strategy to make Russia great again by destroying the United States. But not just the United States. Russia for the last 20 years has been funding virtually all right-wing uh, political parties in Europe. Yeah. Conservative yeah, political parties, including some of the most famous pro-fascist parties. Uh, OFD, you know, Alternative for Austria, was formed in 1952 by two Nazi SS officers. It is funded and now won election uh, by United Russia. 
Putin's party. Mm-hmm. Marine Le Pen yeah. in France, he gave her 50 million euros twice to win based on her public promise that on day one she would remove France from the European Union, which would destroy the European Union as an economic body, and then on day two she would remove France from NATO, which France has become a reliable NATO partner. And they haven't not been in NATO since the 60s when de Gaulle was there. So these parties are funded by Russia. Um, Just, I wanna cut you off, but Mm -hmm. just while you're in those European countries, Britain and what's going on with Brexit. Brexit actually was Brexit, the Scottish referendum to make Scotland leave the United Kingdom. (laughs) Both of those we found had massive information warfare campaigns, including Brexit was done by the, by within the involvement of Cambridge Analytica. Right. These are information warfare operations designed to, to mold the mindset of your voters to do things which are in the interest of Moscow, which they do. They harness the energy and power of people who have oppositions. They tried this in Catalonia and Spain in order to, look, Spain hasn't been broken since the Spanish unification in 1492, (laughs) okay? When Queen Isabella and Prince Ferd or King Ferdinand swept down from, you know, Aragona and unified all of Spain and pushed the Muslims over to Morocco. Yeah. And Russia actually tried to engineer the breakaway of the Catalonian Republic by funding and using the exact same methods they did on the United States. Most separatist movements around Europe are now being funded and have information warfare operations done about Russia. And the funny thing is, when I wrote my last book, Plot to Destroy Democracy, I, uh, which has this in it. I have a chapter in it that I make a reference to the old Captain America movie, the first one, because the enemies in that were not the Nazis. They were the scientific branch of the Nazi party called Hydra. Hydra, yeah. And their motto was, (laughs) cut one head off, two shall rise, right? Um, And their motto was not Heil Hitler, because Hydra's founder, Red Skull, thought Nazism was too small and you had to use science and atomic bombs and technology to take over the world to create a newer, higher Nazi order. And so their motto was, Hail Hydra. And in my last book, this whole chapter about European political parties and and how they have infiltrated, right, I have it in there, how they infiltrated all of these right-wing political parties with Russian money, the nation that was invaded by the Nazis. Yes. You know, they are, in fact, an operable, working Hydra. Yeah. And their movement from Europe into the alt-right, they created the alt-right. The evangelicals Mm -hmm. and the National Rifle Association, while establishing Trump as the Western leg of their anti-liberal democracy movement literally created the Captain America characters of Hydra. Yeah. Especially the ones in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where you find that the the global security organization that Captain America was part of, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. was infiltrated by Nazis. By Nazis, yeah. And they collapse the United States government. So this is real. And 
as I wrote in Plot to Destroy, uh, the Plot to Betray America, the chapter is Hydra 2.0, which is essentially American fifth columnists, the Republican Party, and the Trump supporters who do not care about the Constitution. They don't care about the flag except to hide behind it. They say wrap themselves in it. They are looking for, as the one woman said at the Trump rally in January that was famously reported, if we have to have a dictator, it should be Donald Trump. Wow. I didn't mean to take you off track, uh, no, but fine. but back to that conspiracy theory and in the Ukraine. Ah, yes, that conspiracy theory came up uh, when Greg uh, is it Greg Gutfield, I think, at Fox News right. wrote a book called "The Russia Hoax," and his theory, quote unquote, uh, which Trump pushed, was that the entire Mueller investigation mm-hmm. and the investigation of Trump was a insurance policy. Hillary Clinton had formulated with Barack Obama and the intelligence community and the FBI so that if Trump won, they would start a fake investigation of him and claim Russia did all this stuff, and they would frame Russia and Trump. When Paul Manafort was convicted, the person that he had been giving uh, that he was at Trump Tower meeting with Donald Trump Jr. and whom Manafort had given Um, had given electoral materials to was a former Russian intelligence officer named Konstantin Kalimnik. Kalimnik, Right Right now, this week, Rudy Giuliani and Konstantin Kalimnik, who, by the way, fled to Russia so that Mueller could not get to him, a year ago formulated this theory, and he presented it to Trump, that the Russians didn't hack the Democratic National Committee despite every intelligence agency in the world verifying it with not only their fingerprints, Dutch intelligence had reverse engineered the cameras in their building. Mm. And we saw each individual intelligence officer not only log in through their cipher lock door, but watch them log in on their computers, which is why the Mueller report has their real names Mm. of each Mm. Russian intelligence officer in the GRU. All right, wow. we are good <laughs> at some things. Yeah, something. But despite all that, right. Kalimnik convinced Giuliani, who convinced Trump, that Ukraine actually had the servers from the DNC, which is crazy because it's like 40 banks or 400 banks of computers that sit in the DNC. Uh-huh. Trump seems to think it's like a flash memory yeah. <laughs> or something, and that the Ukraine actually, the pro-United States government of Ukraine, the pro-NATO Western government of Ukraine actually hacked the DNC, right, for Hillary in order to make this conspiracy happen, and poor Russia got blamed. Oh, wow. It's, you know, we have an intelligence term of art, which describes fantastical uh, accusations that are clearly have no basis in it. We say they're crazy. (laughs) And this is the most insane, unhinged thought. It flies in the face. You have to believe that... Everything you actually see with your eyes has been put there by the lizard people. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. In order to believe this theory. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's insane. So, but now we have simultaneous to the impeachment Ukraine impeachment hearings. You got the Roger Stone trial, and I'm sure you agree 
You that, just that, heard what happened yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and so now there's evidence that Trump was fully read in and aware of everything that was going on. Trump perjured himself. Yeah. He perjured himself. He lied to the special counsel. And let me tell you something. If I were the impeachment inquiry, I would tack that on right now. Yeah. Remember, Bill Clinton lied over, you know, consensual oral sex. Right. And that was the worst offense in the history of the United States. That's right. So now we have Donald Trump lied in an, in an operation where he supported Moscow's intelligence community goals to attack the United States and undermine the Constitution. Now— Mind-boggling. Uh, but I'm afraid they did such a number on the Mueller release. Bill Barr went out and spun it, mm-hmm. and rather than treat it as an impeachment referral, which uh, former U.S. Attorney Glenn Kirsch and I agree mm-hmm. it should have been treated as, yes. it's kind of been thrown in the dustbin. Yep. So I don't know if the Democrats have the will to take what's coming out in this trial and treat it the same way Bill Clinton's perjury was. Let I me, hope they do. You know, I, the problem is is that they're just so hell-bent on seeming nice. <laughs> right, right. Right. The word I would use, if you attack my nation this way and you, you work in complicity with a foreign intelligence agency and a foreign KGB officer, the word I would use to defend the Constitution would be a constitutional jihad. Yeah, okay, I yeah. would make sure that I would defend it with every fiber of my being. And I would make it clear in the impeachment inquiry that you are essentially one, only one declaration of war away from being traitors. Wow. Right? I mean, because it takes a declaration of war to be a traitor. But that's why I wrote the, the title of this book. You betrayed the oath of office. Trump betrayed the oath every day. The man is a pathological liar. And they don't use those phrases. Even though he's lied, what, 14,000 documented times? 14,000 documented times. Insane. Insane. Their passion should show that America has been hurt and that you will put every point up to defend the United States. We don't do that. You've been under some attack and been accused of things you've not exactly said. (laughs) Yeah, all the time. Yeah, but so so, let's let's clear up some of that. Um, You know, months ago you were on uh, on my other show and we talked about the different stages of collusion or conspiracy right. uh, from useful idiot all the way up to, right. to full-fledged asset. Agent. Agent, agent, asset agent, and it goes on up the chain. Right. Um, but you have, and you give credit elsewhere, yeah. that there is, this is not your research, but the research of others, correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct. That Donald Trump was under surveillance uh, by Russia as right. early as 1977. Yes, and in fact, um, you know, I, I reported that. I didn't report, but I wrote it in my book, the the work that was done by Luke Harding at The Guardian. Right. It was also done by German Build Magazine in co- coordination with uh, The Guardian. And they got the information from Czech 24, which is Czechoslovakia's uh, national television program. Uh, and what they asserted was not that they had found, you know, evidence of it. Check 24 had crates of former STB, which is Czech National Intelligence Agency under the communists, crates of Donald Trump's surveillance reports Mm. from 1977 until he got a divorce from Ivana uh, somewhere in the 80s. Uh, And so it was his relationship with her that 
She was Prompt. a Czech national. At that time, it was the Czechoslovakia, uh, the nation of Czechoslovakia, the People's Democratic Republic of Czechoslovakia. It was a communist nation behind the Iron Curtain. She managed to get out. She met Donald Trump. Uh, and every aspect of their life that she reported back to her family or that her family learned of, right, or was reported to the STB and then the STB was a subordinate agency of the KGB, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So they were like the East German Stasi, right? right? And if right. you recall in East Germany, one in every four people was an informant for the secret police. The STB was the Czech Republic secret police. Wow. Or the Czech, Czechoslovakian People's Democratic Republic secret police. So <laughs> the informing agent, the principal informant for Czech intelligence was her father. And, of course, this is a communist system, so they just threaten him, right? You'll have no livelihood. You won't be able to get money. You may not see your daughter ever again. You will report the stories. They also surveilled 100% what we call cast iron coverage, which is where you have a dedicated team to listen to all of her phone calls. Wow. Right? And this it's it, this not only came out from those three entities, uh, just uh, Craig, Craig Unger in his book House of Putin, House of Trump, validated this reporting. I was actually going to Prague this year uh, to go through the reports. I just want to put my hands on them, right? When I was in Dresden, I was in Dresden looking at Putin's office, right? And learning about how Putin was flipping West West Europeans into spies for the KGB. Uh, But all of this is highly validated information. There's a video on YouTube where they literally start taking a file out at a time and start reading about Donald Trump's surveillance. They had a dedicated human intelligence officer assigned to Trump when he came to the Czech, he came to Czech Republic to visit his in-laws, right? And his, this person was supposed to make contact while they were visiting a, a factory and was supposed to start, you know, pumping them for information. But they, the KGB became far more interested in Trump, you know, other than he was just a big mouth millionaire when he started making noises in 1987 that he wanted to run against George Herbert Walker Bush under an independent party platform. And you've got to remember, George Herbert Walker Bush was the vice president of the United States, but more importantly, the former director of the CIA. That's right. That's right. George H.W. Bush revolutionized the CIA for the modern era. And Mm -hmm. that was interesting to them. And now you have an American who you have 10 years of intelligence collection about. You know more about him, his income. They routinely reported his income because his wife would brag about how much he made on these deals and that deals. And from now, you're going to remember, this is very poor Iron Curtain countries, right? Yeah. Uh, And so this man would become an asset in the sense that an unwitting asset or a useful idiot. Right. Right. A useful idiot is a person who who does activities that benefit you, and they're just so stupid, they don't think about what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Stalin loved that term, you know, American useful idiots. Um, an unwitting asset is a person who is benefiting from your active operations, but is unaware that these things are being done in your interest, their interest, right? Like somebody going to Trump Tower and buying all the Cheetos, right? <laughs> You're enriching him. But he doesn't know that you're doing this. Uh-huh. A winning asset is a person who is aware of where his support is coming from 
and has no problem with it, but is not actively working with you, yeah. may work in synchronization, but not with a contract, right? And above that is an agent, which is where you are actually a spy and that you are working as a contracted person who must and will do the bidding of your handler. And this is where a lot of these hack journalists who are out there who keep taking shots at me uh, keeps making up phrases and quotes. I have never, and I've said Donald Trump was an agent. I have been extremely careful to use intelligence terms of art because I don't believe Donald Trump has a signed contract with Vladimir Putin where he said, you will go and you will destroy America. Here is your, you know, <laughs> here, here is your tasking for this week. Don't worry about the atomic bombs. Just rip down the economy. Keep making fun right. of Barack Obama. Right. That's a handled agent, right. right? We have them. We make them sign contracts too because, and this is how much you're getting per month. Right. Uh You are, you know, like those movies. Right. You're an actual person who works for us. Um, You know, but then again, I've had people suggest that the Trump Tower Moscow agreement could be considered a contract. Uh But no, not unless you get me a piece of paper where I literally see the tasking coming from Vladimir Putin. Uh Uh So Donald Trump has always been a useful idiot. But I, I was the first to state. So you would keep him in the category of useful and unwitting asset? No, right now I keep, he's in the category of witting, witting. asset. And in fact, the entire Mueller report, page two, section one, came out and said that. Donald Trump understood that, and the Trump campaign understood that Russia was working in their interest and sought to benefit from Russia's activities. Yeah. That is a witting Asset, And I said he was a winning asset when he stepped on stage and decided he was going to betray the United States and said, Russia, if you're listening, find for, please find for me Hillary Clinton's 30,000 emails. Yeah. That was an active act of him knowing activities were being done in his interest and he needed more activity done in his interest and he would benefit from them but he didn't have a signed contract. Um, uh, Malcolm Nance with us, folks. Uh, the plot to betray America. Just a couple more questions. So um, I'm sure you saw um, Emmanuel Macron's comments to The Economist. Yes. He said NATO is brain dead. People are up in alarms now because, you know, everything's on the table. Europe could could crumble as a unified entity as it is under the EU. Yes. Um, we know the history of when Europe was not unified. I mean, there was a reason why people <laughs> wanted that to happen. We had yeah. two world wars. Two world wars. Right. It creates so, chaos. Yeah. So, uh, oh, can I point something please, out? Please, please. What country remained unified in both world wars? Russia. It sure did. It sure did. Yeah. I got you. And the Russian revolution and solid country from, you know, from Ukraine all the way out to, you know, Mermet yeah. to, uh, to Asia. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense to have a chaotic, disunified Europe. Yeah, for Russia. And so when Trump is participating in that, helping Boris Johnson knock Brexit. Listen to me, Malcolm. And this may seem small, but just tell me if it does. Mm. What are the odds that two countries that have been allied for centuries, two of the major world powers, have almost identical leaders that look alike with the same crazy hairstyle? Like they came out of central casting, casting yeah. f- for just being bumbling, useful idiots. I mean, how does that? <laughs> it, 
It's like it's like they didn't, it's like somebody said maybe we ought to make them look a little different. Luck of the draw. I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't even really matter to that. What you need to understand, and I actually had someone ask this in an interview yesterday. Say, isn't it? Isn't it? Is it? Doesn't Russia have a point when we start? You know, Ukraine comes into NATO. Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia are on their, their border with NATO. They're all NATO allies. NATO is right up against their border. And I said, you know, we used to have this principle that if I'm not mistaken, we fought a war where 50 million people died called World War II. And in fact, we landed in Normandy to eliminate the threat of a fas- of fascism, all right, and, com- you know, and worked te- temporarily with communism in order to advance the belief that, that self-determination of peoples and the, that the embrace of freedom and democracy was the number one goal of America in the world, was to help countries re- become free, remain free, and you determine how you live. And the Soviet Union invaded all those, half of those countries, kept them as slave states mm-hmm. for almost 50, 60-some-odd years, mm-hmm. right? Um, I said, since when do we say, oh, well, Russia will be upset by this. We will just take away their right to Mm self-determination, right? Mm -hmm. Since when do we do that? You want to join NATO? It's a a defense alliance. It is in their interest to do that. Is it in our interest? Yes. Staving off the next world war is always in our interest. But in Donald Trump's world, he... Now, you have to understand from Vladimir Putin's perspective, as he looks west, his job is an old Soviet mission. Destabilize Western liberal democracies. But Putin, unlike the Soviet Union, which did it through infiltration and, you know, you know, saber rattling, Putin learned very simply in a capitalist world to destroy democracy. You have to use democracy. You have to have Mm. democratic elections where the people will vote away liberal democracy and will vote in autocracies and fascists and dictators. And then you manipulate those elections. Oh, yeah. Well, the point is, these are your friends. Yeah. Erdogan. Here's NATO countries that are now under Moscow sway. Erdogan in Turkey. Orban in Hungary. Uh, you know, the AFD in Germany is very close to taking power. Um, you know, these, you know, Ukraine, they've been trying to destabilize their political power to put back the Paul Manafort-backed Yanukovych government that was overthrown through people power. These people, they go from country to country. Brexit, they go to Scottish referendum. They want, you know, this is interesting. Quick little aside. Do you remember the Irish rebellion in 1919 where Ireland rose up against England and there was a civil war and Michael Collins had the Irish Republican army and that, they had a, an insurgency that was in Northern Ireland for almost, you know, I don't remember, 80 years, yeah, yeah. right, in order to bring Northern Ireland back in, into the Irish Republic. The actual breakup of Great Britain is on the table right now because of Brexit. Imagine the English flag where you got to remove three of the four colors, mm-hmm. and all you do is come down to the to the Red Cross of England mm-hmm. as your as your nation. Brexit could break up Northern Ireland and force Northern Ireland to reunify with the South and do something the Irish Republican Army 
terrorist group couldn't do for wow. almost a century. Wow. wow. Right? Brexit. Wow. And break up Scotland from England to where England, the United Kingdom becomes Wales and England mm-hmm. and, and the Orkney Islands. So, I mean, just information warfare did this, not invasion, not terrorism, not insurgency. And the Russians used to back all that. They yeah. figured out freedom of speech is the greatest weapon to be manipulated and the greatest cruise missile to be launched at Western democracies, and you force them to vote out their own democracy. So uh, the plot to betray America, what is the current plot as we get ready to go into 2020? They obviously, I mean, I think we can stipulate they're probably going to mess with the elections again somehow. I I mentioned this in 2016 because I was asked, what's the worst case scenario where, you know, Russia (laughs) hacking elections in pro-Trump areas and Trump would win? I said, no. Worst case scenario is what we already know that they did. Uh, I was actually attacked by the Secretary of State of Florida, Um, uh, you know, uh, and I recall she said she was offended that I said that Florida had been scanned by Russian intelligence in the voter registration database. And, you know, come out a year later, we find out Florida was not the only state. We thought there were 11 states. Then it jumped to 25. Now we find the FBI has determined all 50 states had their voter registration database scanned by the GRU, by Russian intelligence. You want to hack an election? You want to create mayhem? You don't put the votes in Trump's favor. You put them all in Joe Biden's favor. Right? And then you change the voter registration data on 3 million Republicans. You know what you'll have the morning after an election? Right. Civil war. People will go to guns over that. And then they'll they'll come out and say, the Democrats cheated with Mm -hmm. Moscow Mm -hmm. or with Ukraine or with North Korea or with China or Iran, whoever did it. Right. North Korea. It is in North Korea's interest to destabilize the United States and keep Donald Trump in power. It's in North Korea's interest. They have a very robust cyber warfare capability. Iran, it is in their interest. Are they using it? Is North Korea using it? Yeah. Do you remember the Sony hack? Yeah. When they went through and they copied everything from Sony, then they locked Sony up, and then they ransomware the entire organization. That was North Korean intelligence. Uh They got money out of that. Millions. They stole information. They got all the films first run, which go to black marketeers in China. All right? For money. This is a—it's not just a weapon system. It's a business enterprise. Mm -hmm. So if you do this— you create the Civil War 2.0 in the United States, you take down the greatest democracy and the largest economy in the world, and Russia, which has the economy of effing Chile, okay, and less great, a, a smaller gross domestic product than Italy, and Italy's far more organized, um, they step into the market. So how do, we, how do we prevent that? I mean, is there anything? Are we prepared? We are are we in a position? So... What you just described, they could literally do, and we would be yes, caught off guard. because we have people right now. We're the president of the United States. We have all these people who are saying none of this happened. Yeah. And don't believe a damn word anyone tells you mm-hmm. about this. To the point where he is fighting right now in an impeachment inquiry, using Republicans to say that the Russians did nothing wrong. Russian intelligence, led by a Russian spy master did not attack the United States, and everything we've learned over the past three years is a lie. Mm. 
to cover up for Hillary Clinton and a Ukraine hacking of the DNC. It's fantastical. We are so unprepared, and this is what Russian military information warfare doctrine is. It's called the Gerasimov Doctrine, named after the chief of staff of the Russian Armed Forces. To facilitate an invasion of a country to the point where the population sees you as an ally, and you never have to bring a tank in. But we're talking so much about Russia. You got me worried about North Korea now. Is all that is that why them. they is that all why of them. are they playing him when he's playing footsie? Yes, but North Korea is a minor player in this. Okay. Russia has bet everything. Look, they attacked the United States. I have said this. I was at a forum at the Washington Post. I said, whoever the next Democratic president is, they had better when the nomination comes. I had better hear these words: We will punish Russia and any nation that comes and attacks the fundamental structure of the United States, and we will take interference as close to an act of terrorism as, as humanly possible. Hillary Clinton actually said that in 2016. She said she would consider a interference in democracy as equal to an act of terrorism, mm-hmm. right? And now look what happened. I, I, you know, President Clinton goes around today, right? No. They hacked the mindset of the American public, and they weaponized our own Bill of Rights yeah. against yeah. us. And now one-third of this country refuses to believe anything the news media says. Only the words that come out of Donald Trump's mouth. Yeah. And Donald Trump wears a pair of rose-colored glasses that were crafted by Moscow, framed by Moscow, and put on his face. So everything he says comes from Moscow's perspective, yeah. which is, now, does that not explain all of the crazy things he said that support Vladimir Putin? They have created a meta-narrative around Donald Trump and he only sees the world through their perspective. Mm. Constitution mm. be damned. Yeah. You yeah. Know. But this is a guy who wants a constitutional autocracy. That's where he uses the Constitution and the Bill of Rights as a fig leaf, but he acts as a dictator. So it's no, it's no joke. People seem to be joking. But when there's the conversation about he might not leave, not even me. if he loses. I don't believe that's a joke. The problem is, is that for him— is that there are fundamental structures that are that are in place. He would have to co-opt the Secret Service, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, the entirety of Congress, and he would have to literally declare himself dictator, which he could do if the election is mayhem. And he could say as the executive authority, until we get this cleared up on January 21st, 20 blah, 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 we will not certify the Electoral College. The Republicans will go along with that. And we will not certify this election even if I win or even if I lose. And at that point, you are looking at civil war. And I hear these right-wing crazy people out there saying they'll, you know, arm up. I, I have a house in upstate New York that's rural. And we have, a, you know, these guys who call themselves a militia. And they've been asking a friend of mine who owns a farm if they can go out there and shoot. And I am a state, I have trained everyone on the state homeland security organization, including every SWAT officer. I, I got the state police 50 caliber sniper rifles, because I explained to them there are terrorists out there and militiamen who have greater capability than their SWAT teams. And they were, and I just accidentally happened to say that in front of the state chief of state police. Mm. And he was so shamed. They were like, we need what ISIS has. And I kept saying, saying, you aren't going to go to guns with ISIS. If you do, it'll be a very short battle. You're going to go to guns with people who have guns. And I always bring the the quote from George Washington. I'll end with this. Um, When the Shays Rebellion occurred out in western Massachusetts, which was taxed enough already, Tea Party Rebellion, 
And George Washington was president, and he spoke to the head of the Massachusetts National Guard, the state militia, and he gave orders in putting down the rebellion finally out near Pittsfield. Uh, He said, bring cannons. Mm. George Washington was not going to have it. He knew what the effect of cannons on guys with muskets would be. And these people don't understand the National Guard is designed to put down rebellions. Mm. It is the state's security apparatus to defend the state and can be federalized at any time. But they cannot follow unlawful orders like go out and force the election to be in my interest. They won't. The system will then pull away and Donald Trump's corruption will be exposed. I pray so. I pray so as well. The plot to betray America, which is ongoing. The book, this book chronicles all the latest you need to know and read about. <laughs> right up sh- to the impeachment. Share with friends and loved ones. Because just one of the, you know, we talk about one third of the people um, don't believe the news anymore. But, I, you know, Malcolm, I don't know, it seems like the other two thirds are, are just getting confused by everything. It's, it's so much disinformation. Some people don't know what to believe. And I find that when I talk to people every day, well, Mark, what about this? They say, well, Mark, but somebody else says this. So you sat in that part of the strategy to oversaturate and and do and do sort of an over information. So you don't know. Well, Mark said this. Malcolm said that. Who knows what's what? You know what I call it? I call it news. Me. I call it news or information fibrillation. Gotcha. When your heart fibrillates, all right, it literally goes from pumping a beat rhythm, and it goes into a seizure mode where it just shakes violently, and there is no heart rhythm. Right? That's fibrillation. A defibrillator is an electrical shock that puts you back into rhythm. So I right? Defibrillation. Got it. Okay. So what we are looking at is information warfare fibrillation to where they want the body to be violently shaking out of control to where there is no north, south, east, or west. There is no heartbeat up, you know, heartbeat down, mm-hmm. right? There's no systolic, asystolic rhythm. They want that because at that point, you can just cut out the kidneys and sell them, right? Yeah. I mean, fifty yeah, percent yeah. of this country who is eligible to vote do not vote, and I always bring it to them this way because I'm from Philadelphia. I'm a strict constitutionalist. <laughs> I'm a strict believer in the Declaration of Independence. Uh-huh. All right. Lots of African Americans gave their lives in the Amer- lives in the American Revolution. Yes, sir. I always say, why do you not defend this country? Why do you? hate the Constitution so much that you're willing to burn this country to the ground. There is only one source of information, and it's not Donald Trump, unless you believe he's the dictator you've been waiting for. And they go, no, I'm with America. And you go, you support a man that's supported by a KGB officer. Explain that to me. Y'all liberals is communists. Vladimir Putin was a lifelong communist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And right now, you are trying to get them off the hook for attacking this nation. You don't love America. You don't love the Constitution, and if this was wartime, you know, things could be different for you. When the United American Revolution, I'm a great scholar of the American Revolution, um, because I grew up in Philadelphia. Of course. One-third of the nation were patriots, one-third of the nation were Tories, and one-third of the nation were I don't want to be involved. Mm. So this is the, <laughs> as, as Thomas Paine said, this is the time to, you know, for, to, to, take, to set aside the sunshine patriots and the summer soldiers. Right. And to stand firm as a winter soldier. Uh, wow. 
which takes us back to Captain America. That's right. right. Come full uh, stand ah. as a winter soldier who 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 have stayed in Valley Forge and who took part in the attack on Trenton and fought for this nation's right to exist. Um, so we'll close on this with a little hint. I like that. You know, people died for the right to vote. Yes. And that is most patriotic. The most patriotic. To vote. And most in defense of the country. Mm-hmm. So just give you all a little hint. I'm, I'm, I'm getting all into it now because we don't want to activate people too much in that ilk. But, folks, as I've been saying to people, when you see social media accounts that say don't vote. Yes. Disinformation groups out there who are black pretending to be in favor of the black agenda. With American flag. And telling you don't vote. With American flag. Right. Don't vote for the Democrats. Right. For example. All right. Those crazy ADOS people. (laughs) Um, I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, I will say it. I will. It's a a Republican Party operation. They're funny. You know, they're backed by Ann Coulter. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, you know, that other crazy, uh, Candace uh, Owens. Right. When you say don't vote for a party, that means vote for Donald Trump. That's a vote for the other party. No, please vote for them by withholding the black vote, which is like saying my ancestors who escaped from slavery in 1864, my great-great-grandfather, my great-great-granduncle ran away together from their slave farm in northern Alabama, and they joined the first Alabama Volunteers, which was the first in that state black volunteer regiment for the north which was changed a month later into the 111th U.S. Colored Troops. And they got Union uniforms, they got Union rifles, and they were like, you know what we're going to do now, right? We are an organized body for our own liberty. We are no longer hostages, because, you know, African Americans weren't immigrants. They were hostages, right? right? right. Stolen and brought here against their will and forced into slavery. So to say that, that you don't want them to vote, for one party, and you want to vote for Donald Trump, you are saying their blood means nothing to you. And that since you're an African-American of descent, American descent, that no other black has any right to the American experiment. My family has fought in every war from 1864 till right now. I got a niece in the Navy who was in combat uh, off Yemen a year or so ago. Every one of us has been in combat. Civil War, Indian Wars. My great-great-granduncle is buried in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. He was a trooper in 9th Cavalry Lima Troop and died on patrol, right? My great, uh, my grandfather and granduncle fought in World War I in France, right? My f- grandfather fought in World War, was served in World War II. My dad ran away at 15 and joined the Navy in 1944 and served in World War II, Korea, Vietnam era, and the Cold War. My brothers, all five of them served in the Navy. I served in the Navy. I was in every freaking wars, every terrorist operation since 1981. You offend me when you say we should get ours and nobody else who who has suffered the African-American experience or the African diaspora experience should get nothing. That's just racist and stupid. And I'm saying that to you as someone who has sacrificed from the beginning of this, uh, of, of, you know, of the end of the slave era. Um, and not to mention the fact, you know, they say withhold the vote for reparations 
when it's a Democratic Party that has submitted the reparations bill. Oh, yeah, the yeah. The very no, no. party that is putting forth the reparations for your ancestors, they're saying don't vote for it, Republican, even though that's what they say. Republicans get a pass. Right, they get a right? pass. Yeah. But, 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 folks, you know, we, and last thing, and we're, folks, we're going to get out of here. Sure. But the, the, you know, I had some of the people involved in the great hack, the, the, the thing. Right. And see, when I watched that, I didn't know about Do So in Trinidad. Right. And I'm just sorry, Malcolm. D-O-S-O and A-D-O-S, those two syllables, <laughs> two, two consonants and two vowels, that's just a little too close together for me. Do So was a movement to get black people not to vote in Trinidad. Right. A-D-O-S, A-D-O-S is a movement to get people, black people not to here's, vote in America. Here's what, offends, this is a little too- here's what offends me the most about their platform. Their reckoning is you are a better person in the slave diaspora based on your heritage, based on where the slave ship dropped you off to be sold. Mm. And you're saying, well, the 25 of you that got dropped off in Haiti, you're nothing. The 50 right. of you that got dropped off in Barbados, you don't, you don't rank in this country. And the hundred of you that got dropped off in Charleston, South Carolina, you're the only true slaves. That's a racist position within a community. I mean, it's insane. My mother would slap those people silly. <laughs> and she was 93, the granddaughter of a slave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, slave a slave and an Irish immigrant from Donegal, Ireland. Wow. <laughs> you wow. Know? wow. So who's, who's more black? That's redonkulous. Yeah, yeah. Don't even talk like that. It's silly. The, well, again, when COINTELPRO was doing his thing, it sent that division out in the community. And they folk played the game. I'm blacker than you. No, I'm blacker than you. That's the game that was played. So that's the divisiveness that we know about history. Can I make and, one last little point? Please, come on. In the armed forces, when people are shooting at me, I'm not doing a color check. Okay? Yeah. yeah. That's why we love, my family has so loved defending the American experiment because for each generation they knew the next generation would have just a little bit better advantage if they sacrificed their time, their money, their blood, and risked their lives for the American experiment. And anyone that opposes that oppose, shouldn't even be here. Maybe you need to adose yourself to another country uh, because what you aren't is American. You are a person who is a tribalist. So maybe you should call yourself Tito's. Uh, <laughs> Malcolm Nance, y'all. The plot to betray America. Uh, let me just say that uh, he's a New York Times bestseller, uh, and we welcome him. We often see him on television as well, not as much as we ought to, but we're going to work on that. We're going to figure some stuff out. Um, uh, we just celebrated uh, Veterans Day. Uh, also, again, thank you to you and your family. Thank my wife. Thank for, my mom. And, and Yes, and, and, and Malcolm, we, we mourn um, his wife as well, who recently made her transition to the ancestry. So, Keep him lifted up uh, in your prayers. I've decided, you know, I, I don't want to just keep saying thank you for your service. We ought to be saying to veterans more so, not only thank you for your service, but what can I do for you now? Because we don't treat right. veterans. But that's a whole other show we need to do. We're going to do that at some point because don't even get me started on, you know, what veterans have to deal with and what they sacrifice and then what they don't, what they don't have right. when they come, black and white, when they come back home. Amen. The plot to betray America. Malcolm Nance. Thank you, man. Thank you. Good to see you.
Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Also, subscribe to Make It Plain and Get Woke daily. Check out makeitplain.com to subscribe. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.